0: All right, welcome back to The Handmade Podcast, episode 76. We're back after, uh, it's been like a week and a half since since we've been here on the podcast. How's everybody doing?
1: I'm good. good. Paul He's starts with a good. yawn. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm tired, yeah. but I'm good. Still wake up, Paul.
0: Yeah. Um, it's been a busy 76? week and a half. Yeah, 76. Wow. What are we going to do for number 100? I was
1: going to say, we're creeping up to 100, huh? We're
0: going to have all of our, like, 18 fans meet us somewhere
1: Mm. you know maybe in episode
0: 99 this is what we'll do in episode 99 we'll drop the address for the episode 100 like meet up Mm -hmm. and the only people that'll know where it is are the people that actually listen to the podcast Mm. (laughs) which (laughs) there's like you know i mean how many listeners do we get there are thousands i mean we have
1: thousands i was yeah I was gonna say for the one hundredth party, we should um, rent a phone booth, but like that joke would have got lost on people like Paul. Paul would be like, "What's a phone booth?" Yeah. <laughs> so he'd be like, "Yeah, that didn't work." Well, so, I mean, keep you're gonna rent a phone booth for what purpose? Do you, ever, you ever see you ever see a phone booth, Paul? Yeah. That's what he used to say in work for retirement parties because the guy had no friends. We'll rent a phone oh. booth for your po- retirement party. Oh gosh. But gotcha, I, gotcha. I was wondering if you even knew what a phone booth. was. Oh yeah. Because they've been around the for I've a seen long the, time.
2: The ones oh, in you London. Saw the England
1: ones. Yeah, oh, yeah, England that's England. right. The yeah. bathrooms. porta potties. Yeah. 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 Do you know why um, phone booths went away before phones were still around, but the phone booth itself went away? Do you know why? No. So many
0: people peeing in them or shooting up?
1: No. No. Why? The American with Disabilities Act. They weren't uh... handicap accessible. So that's why they had to get rid of them.
0: Interesting.
1: Fun fact, fun fact. Well, not if you're disabled. Not so it's fun, not fun. But, but interesting. You know, I never knew yeah. that. Yeah. Huh.
2: Yeah. That and a phone booth is it. what? It just give you a little privacy it when just, you're on the phone? Yeah, it keeps you out of the yeah. weather.
1: You know, years ago, you had to look up the It was a good spot to smoke a cigarette. Yeah. You, know,
0: you could stand in there, smoke a cigarette, and talk yeah. on the phone. Hot yeah. box. Yeah.
1: yeah. hmm You'd have to, you know, remember they had the the phone books in there. They had the yellow pages and the white pages. yeah i tell you, back in the day, the Yellow Pages, that was like a killer job. If you were a salesperson, that was like the dream job. If you were inside like an office worker, that's where you'd want to go. You'd want to go to the Yellow Pages as a sales rep. They made the most money because they were just like selling like ads uh, into businesses. Like, you know, it was all like business accounts and stuff. That's so weird. But, uh, and that just whole industry just went under. I remember when they deregulated like there was like the original yellow pages. And then all these other companies came out and made like their knockoff shitty yellow pages. And I was thinking of that. You guys never, Paul, you never called directory assistance, Have you for a phone number? No. 411? No. City, please. Chris, you ever call 411? You know, oh yeah. Really yeah. Oh yeah. My you father would get pissed. All the time. Cause it'd be like 10 cents on the bill. Yeah. My father, Who's calling 411? Be like, my sister. But uh, yeah, that was like such a thing. I remember that. Look it up in the phone book. You're like, yeah, it's not in the phone book. Anyways, hey, did you ever? Did you, you ever have
0: <laughs> dial-up internet? No, right? That would be I over Your time. Yeah. I have I've I might have talked about this on here before, but when I was growing up, we had my dad was in like telecom, so like mm-hmm. having like the internet and like cell phones was like kind of part of his industry at that time. So I feel like we had a computer and internet probably, like, earlier than most people before yeah. they really adopted it. And the one of, like, the tricks when you had dial-up, so, like, when you used dial-up internet, it would it was essentially making a phone call and then staying on the line for that time. So if you were paying, like, by the minute, you would pay, if you were on the internet You're for like an hour. You're, like, typing
2: as fast as you can. Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. So what, what you would do is you'd get a second phone line that had, like, a high-rate for the connection, but unlimited minutes for the call. Mm-hmm. So oh. we had like a phone line that was like a second line, and it was like $2 a minute or something. And it was, but it was unlimited, no, $2 for the connection and then unlimited minutes. Yeah. So you would log in and then you wouldn't get off. And if you yeah. if you wanted to change people, you would have to switch users on yeah. AOL. And if you logged off, my dad would be like, ah, f- fuck. Like mm-hmm. you know, because now it was like another two dollars or whatever it was. Yeah, so yeah, you had to yeah, like really yeah.
2: watch your, uh, watch yeah. your your logins. And so, what yeah. would you even do on the internet back then? Like, what years was this? Like, <sighs> shit. Um, early nineties.
1: Me... I think I got yeah. my first. Well, last, Chris, what
0: were you my like? First five. Desktop. No, I was in. I was still in. Like you
2: were born in what? Eighty nine. Eighty eight. 88. I, I would have yeah, so, yeah, been so in like, elementary school Yeah, so probably, into like, like 7, 8-year-old, yeah. Okay. Because
1: I think I got a desktop, like, in 90... My father died in 95, and I think it was right around that time, I remember. I remember my brother, who's, like, the least computer-savvy person I know. He had one, and it was... He had, like, Netscape or something. I remember going over there, and it was, like, an office... And you clicked, like, on the file cabinet if you wanted to access your files. I think it was, like, Netscape or something. And then you clicked on the computer. It was a picture of, like, an office. It was like a cartoon. And you'd click on the computer screen if you wanted to go online. But, like, I don't even know what the hell you did. It was kind of like you looked – well, everybody's going to say, oh, you looked up porn. But, I mean, that was never really my thing. But it's um – like you'd look up, like you could go in like forums it's like looking up and the, stuff. Yeah, and Google yeah like stuff. forums. I mean, Google, yeah, that was. Remember, it, like, remember like, Ask
2: Jeeves? That's what I was oh like, my what, God. what even was Ask there Jeeves in the a, in the nineties to, to search? Well,
1: like forums, like like yeah. It was, more, it was like looking up newspapers. Like that's yeah. what it reminded me of. That's that's what it was kind of like. And then. um yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I remember that. And I remember when we got, we had dial up and it was so annoying, that noise that when it would dial. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, when you were downloading stuff, it would come across like line by line. Mm-hmm. And then we got uh, DSL and it's funny. It's like, I remember my first computer, it was like one gig or something. It was mm-hmm. like nothing to it, but it was a ton of money. It came in a million boxes. Everything was, like, boxed up, all the little the mouse and that keyboard and this and that. But it's just funny how, how different it is, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's,
1: it's amazing come a long way. Now we, yeah.
0: now we bitch if the uh, if my phone doesn't connect in, like, three seconds. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to smash it yeah if i'm not like on the internet in three seconds i want to smash the phone i'm like it's I just like
1: this. amazon like it's yeah. like you know like uh, we get sometimes same day delivery not anymore we used to but before COVID. but now it's like one day it's like three days it's like what is going on here dude
0: <laughs> the other day i jam myself I up assholes and he, <laughs> do you guys have amazon day at your in your area so when you order from amazon now I guess to save money on shipping, they have this thing called your Amazon day. So mine is Thursdays. So the other day I ordered a bunch of stuff that I needed for the shop and I I didn't know that I needed to tell it that I wanted it as fast as possible. So I ordered the shit on Sunday and all week I'm like, where is this stuff that I ordered? And then I'm checking, it's like coming Thursday. I'm like, why Thursday? I ordered it on Saturday or Sunday. It should have been here Monday. And it's like Thursday, your Amazon day. I was like what is this? I like, don't like I don't... that shit. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, like, I can't I've be noticed... having this. I needed it. I need it now.
1: Yeah, I noticed, like, when you order, like, three or four different things, they'll say, like, coming, like, you know, this day, this day, do you want everything boxed up together? Mm-hmm. You know, so it all comes, like, the same day, you know, so, yeah. to save on gas and stuff, but... I'm ignorant. I'm like, no, I want it all on separate trips, you know. It's just, yeah. uh, I want my stuff right away.
0: I want as many boxes as I can get.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just funny.
0: As many as many boxes as I could possibly get. I want them all. I want to have as many Amazon boxes sitting out my house. I want all my neighbors to
2: see. Yeah, you do yeah. some damage on Amazon. I I've, I've noticed that over the years.
0: Me or Derek? You we both do. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Derek and does they, too. Yeah, they're at my
1: house every day. It's yeah, a, they're at ours so every day too. Yeah, yeah. It just...
0: I do some damage. I did all my accounting, uh, and uh, I I always generate like an Amazon spending report because it it's you know you can use it to to for your taxes right. You can offset your business expenses and. It, it was a staggering number of money of dollars I spent on Amazon this year. Mm-hmm. I was like, Holy I, shit. I went
1: through all mine too. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing how much money you can spend. Oh, I made it's... the, I made the mistake of like, I went through everything, like all my receipts and mm-hmm. I just, I can't add them up that fast. So I have mm-hmm. Christina add them up and I'm naming them off and I'm like, halfway through, I go, am I a fucking idiot? Like, I'm like, she's like, okay, grab the next pile. It's like, all right, this one's from Woodcraft. It's like $986. I'm like, oh, boy. Ah. Like, did I spend $986? She's like, what was that? Yeah, I'm like, that must be a typo. Must be $98. Ah. I'm like, oh, so God. Funny. Yeah, I think it was when I bought my Domino or something. I'm like, oops. Whatever. So funny. Can't I worry mean, about you know, listen, you, get, you spend money. You make yeah. business expense.
0: Like that's right yeah i mean i just did my taxes we had a you know a lot of business expenses i don't know business running a business is expensive so why shouldn't i have a lot of business expenses i'm excited
1: i got a new tax guy
0: oh how was your new tax guy
1: good good i talked to him for about an hour and it's and it's good because he has my old return because he kind of merged with the other company and, you know, they were doing exactly like I thought. They were just old school and, you know, mm-hmm. everything, you know, nothing, you know, not, a, not illegal, just like just from a business standpoint, you know, nothing like that. And uh, so he's like, let's get through 2021 yeah. and then we can discuss, you know, going forward, doing this or doing that because, mm-hmm. you know, I just need somebody to do that. Like I'm thinking of like just stupid things, you know, even. um like the, you know, um, subscriptions to, you know, Photoshop and, you know, all that yeah. shit. It, it all adds up. It's a lot 100%. of money. 100%. You know, so, you know.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, what what you can spend on all these little things. It, it's crazy yeah. the way that they add up. It's crazy oh. how much money you can spend on just, like. yeah. Don't, I mean, the thing that's great is now everything being online, right? Like, Home Depot, do you have a pro account at Home Depot? No. It's like no. a free, like, rewards account, right? Every $2,500 or $5,000 you spend, you get, like, 25 or $50 in, like, rewards. Mm-hmm. But what's nice about it is, is it tracks everything that you buy if you put in your pro ID, including mm-hmm. stuff you buy in the store and online. So, like, if you go to the store and you buy two 2x4s and you go online, there'll mm-hmm. be a, a thing on your... On your account that shows the two two by fours that you bought,
3: Hmm. like
0: Hmm. as an item. So at the end of the year, you can generate a report, and every time you check out, it makes you put in a job number. So at the end of the year, if you wanted to go through and audit your Home Depot spending, you could say, All right, on this job, I spent this much money. So for me, it worked out great because every time I buy stuff for the shop, I make the PO shop. Every time I buy something for a job, I, you know, put the job number. And, um, I buy almost all my material at Home Depot for if I don't buy it from the steel supplier I buy it from Home Depot you know mm-hmm. like that's just kind of the way my workflow goes where I buy a lot of stuff from there so it was made it like so easy to understand how much money I spent on uh, I'm gonna on have to do that because
1: that because that's what I I, I um, wanted to do because like I try to use one credit card for every for, for it. And it just kind of starts getting blurred, you know. It's like, you know, you buy something and it's not for the business, and then, you know, you buy something else because you know you had some money in your PayPal account, and then it's like you write it down. And I'm just sick of having notes everywhere. You Mm -hmm. know that that's what I end up doing. So I got to get a better system. I'm hoping this kid's young. He's like in his thirties, and I'm just hoping. You know, it's the last person I need to use for my taxes. Because the other people I've been with them for, you know, maybe 20 years. I don't know. It's been a while. And, yeah. um, you know, they were just, you know, he died and the wife's ready to retire. She's only going to be around for a couple more years. She actually recommended me start with the guy this year. It was going to be next year. But she's like, you know, I think your shit's changed so much. You know, you have to do something. Because it's like, you know, I get income coming from the show. um, it from you know, from sponsors, from mm-hmm. you know Patreon, from this, from that, from Venmo, it's just a lot.
0: And selling so. items gets tricky with like taxes yeah. and yeah, yeah. My my guy is is good and but it, you know it, it does get tricky and then there's always something you forget and. You know, you just kind of hope you don't get audited. So
1: yeah, I used to do like Jimmy's system where you just don't give a shit, let somebody else handle it. But <laughs> that just um... my my
0: tax guy. We were talking about you know being self employed and how much money you know you claim for yourself and whatever. So he was telling me a story about a guy who was trying to get a mortgage. So he claimed like a ton of income, right? Um, and then he got the mortgage, and then was like, "All right, well now I don't want to pay taxes, so I want to revise." So he had a, a tax return. For X amount of income. Let's just Mm -hmm. call it like $20,000. And then he said, I want to get a loan. So we got to change my tax return to be like $150,000 in income. So he amended the return. And then after he got the loan, he's like, I want to change it back because I don't want to pay taxes on all that money. So they amended the return again, audited, three years, three-year audit going forward like a like a, a perpetual audit and he said it cost him about $55,000 by the time he was done like with yeah, the IRS yeah. and you know it's like
2: they must get this... alerts like red flags like that oh like, 100% they're like well, oh we got something
1: true. going on I, here I, yeah, yeah I got flagged and I got flagged by my accountant in the IRS because what happened was I was out a year with um, with uh, Workman's Comp Mm. And then I, um, I worked, like, a ton of overtime. I, like, almost doubled my salary. Yeah. So it was like you had one year where I had, like, $10,000 in income. Yeah. And they're like, how is that possible, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I still worry about that. But, you know, it's funny. Well, I'm sitting here fidgeting, I went through this bin that has, like, various stuff I never touch and I waited a week and a half for an end mill that I've had sitting here the whole time. Of course. I found this, six this is end I mills bought, in my glove this is compartment I bought, yesterday. This is when I bought the machine. This came with it. So this thing's <laughs> been kicking around for a while. Dude, I, wow. I
0: found six end mills and an annular cutter in my glove compartment yesterday.
1: Yeah, everybody has them in those glove boxes.
0: And it's funny because when I was working on that project, the Lion Base project, mm-hmm. I kept breaking annular cutters. They kept mm-hmm. exploding. And at one point, I ran out, and I literally, like, fucked my whole schedule up by not having one. And I, I, I'm I 99.9% sure that one was in the car at that moment, and I just didn't know that it was in the car. <laughs> and instead, I, like, totally changed, like, because we had a system where, like, we would make them, weld them, drill them, then paint them, and it, we, like, you know, it had to be we didn't want to move them too many times so like we had to kind of do it in this order otherwise it screwed up the works and losing that annular cutter like killed me you know and i was it was in the truck like so stupid
2: Did you have to make a trip to your welding supply place yeah
0: get out of here you can't get an annular cutter anywhere around here and i mean i'm really? always working like after where do hours you get
2: anyway. them amazon what brand do you buy, what what, do you what buy
0: um, it depends. I buy, I try to get the Jancy ones, but they break just the same. Yeah. I mean, when they're going to break, they break, you know, like when they explode, they, they, they explode. I mean, I don't have them. I,
2: mean. I don't have them break that much.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like was explode. drilling through, I was drilling through 14 gauge sheet metal welded to, um,
2: Oh, I can see Eighth that inch could.
0: tube. And I think what was happening was like, I was in like a wedging condition where like there was multiple materials and I didn't have a great bond cause I was magneting to 14 gauge material. Oh yeah. And, but I was magneting on the strut. So I was like getting pretty good, but I was lifting. It was just, how big was the hole? Uh, seven eighths. Oh, okay. So it was a big mm, hole. Seven. Yeah. Seven eighths. Cause we were using three quarter inch bolts and I was leaving them slop huh. and I was using, um, I was using inch and a half tube. So I would, I had to hit the tube. I mean the the tube had to hit perfect because if you if I missed I could hit the sidewall. Yeah. And that an, those annular cutters will go right through a sidewall and then you just kill all the structural integrity of the tube. Yeah. So it was uh, it was a little tricky and each one of those had to get four holes, and every so we had a template and like everyone had to be oriented the right way. I mean that project was just yeah difficult every way around. Also not owning a forklift or, you know.
1: You own a forklift now. I do, but at the time oh, I didn't.
0: <laughs> so anyway, so we haven't been on, we haven't been together since uh, the premiere of Making Fun on Netflix on March fourth, and mm-hmm. we all got to hang out on the night of March fourth up in Wyndham, which was yeah. awesome. It was a great time. It was it was, uh, it was great to see the family, your family, and. Mm-hmm. You know, see Jimmy and Pat and Jackman and Graz and everybody and meet everybody yep. there. So that was really fun. So how has it been, Derek from Malden? First of all, you are you are remarked, to as Derek from Malden in the show, but not mm-hmm. as much as we all refer to you as Derek from Malden. So That's right. So do you think that you're just going to be Derek soon, or are you always going to be Derek from Malden?
1: Always Derek from Malden. No, um, I don't know. It's It's funny because... I was thinking of that because I'm thinking if we move, it's like every day now, Christina sends me a, list, a house listing. And I'm like thinking, am I still going to be Derek from Malden if I move to Ipswich? You know, but, um, but no, it, it's funny. They do mention it. I think it's like four times through all the episodes I counted, but, uh, people seem to be finding me. And if you go to Jimmy's like, you know, Instagram, you kind of find Derek from Malden pretty easy, but, um, mm-hmm. No, it's been it's been fun. It's been great. It's been um, it's been exciting. But uh, it's just funny. It just um, you know I was nervous going back to work, and you know I work with a bunch of guys. It's a big pizza parlor, and um, you know every guy at work, even like the biggest douches, were like, "Dude, that show was awesome." They're That's like, great. It was, yeah, it was just I was just like, you know, I don't really want to listen to people, so. They were just all, like, it's unbelievable. And um, the old pizza parlor I used to work at, I was talking to those guys. Actually, today I ran into them. And two of them have vacation properties up in New Hampshire. And they said they had a big viewing party up there over the weekend. There was, like, 12 guys up there. No, like, like I think six in one house. I forget. A lot. There was a lot of them. And, um, you know, they all say good things about it. So it's been nice, you know. But, It's funny, uh, get people, you know, people I haven't heard from in years reaching out to me, which is nice. But, um, you know, a couple of my neighbors like reached out and it's just like they're nice people. But I'm like. You know, like, you know, I've been making shit for a long time. And, like, now all of a sudden, like, you want to be be my friend to make something. It's like, I couldn't have made something for you last week. You know, but they're all probably
0: like, oh, could you make this for me? And you're like, probably like, fuck you. No, I don't want to.
4: Yeah, yeah. Get in
1: line. Tell them to get in line. Yeah, it's just, it's just weird, you know, but it's funny. It just, you know, um, somebody i I don't think i even told you guys this i might have but um like a guy who i think is a really big deal on tv a family member had reached out to me and um they might be coming by the shop and it's just it's funny it's uh you know it doesn't that that's cool i yeah told me about that that's cool yeah yeah so it's uh you know it's just it's really cool it's exciting you know it, it it seems like the show's being well received everywhere it's playing and um you know I starting seen, right yeah yeah I seen yeah. like rough cuts of it and we seen like finished edits but the audio was screwed up but to see it finished it's like I I'm just like blown away I'm like I can't believe we did that because it was like it didn't seem like that when we did it but. And the they way they it. edited it. Yeah. The, yeah. That's edited.
0: what I was it's just about so, to say. Yeah. It's just,
2: it's unbelievable. The production edit, you know? team and the yeah. directors and, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. It they really did a really great well job. really well done. Just,
0: yeah.
1: And it, it seems like a lot of young kids like it, you know, like 20 somethings, you know. They, um, you know, it's just, you know, Mike Odia, that, you know, the director that, you know, edited, you know, most of it was, uh, You know, he's just got this crazy sense of humor, you know, and um, it's just funny. It resonates with a lot of younger kids, you know, and um, it's just it's just funny. It's Mm -hmm. fun. It's making fun. Yeah. Go watch Um, it on Netflix.
0: Well, if you wanted if you you know, you talked about moving towards where Jimmy lives up Mm -hmm. you know, near East Durham and there is a Malden. Like mm-hmm. twenty. Minutes oh away my God! There you yeah. go. Yeah. Malden, New yeah. York. There's a yeah. rest stop there that you stop yeah. at as you go up 87. So if you yeah. wanted to retain, I know the Derek from Malden, you could, could. probably like you could really kind of hit two birds with one stone. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah.
1: I could. I could. That's actually a pretty smart thinking, kid. You know, I might so. have to look into
2: that. <laughs> that That'd be funny right yeah. it's it's probably
0: yeah. like i don't know let me see how far it is it'd be from... worth
2: it just for the laugh right it's 33 yeah.
0: minutes away from
2: jimmy's yeah. in which direction south it's right by saugerties oh that's yeah, good that's that's, oh, that's even closer to you where chris is going to be and closer to me yeah, yeah exactly yeah.
1: that's perfect that's perfect yeah. consider so, it done consider yeah, it done
2: i mean there are other maldens
0: you know yeah there are uh, let me if they're i out. type in town of Maldon, what do i get here Oh, Malden, God. Massachusetts. Malden, Missouri. Mhm. Um Let me see. I'm sure it's great out there. Oh, Malden, Missouri sounds
2: beautiful. <laughs> sounds like a beautiful destination. You
0: probably you probably could be you definitely could be the most famous person in Malden, Missouri. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Might be the most famous
2: person in Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> Period.
0: <laughs> Malden, Missouri. I mean, this this looks like a pretty interesting place. Oh, I'm sure it does. Um, it looks really great. It, yeah, oh yeah, I think you got to
2: be here. Anything else? Based on the median income, um, there's no Malden, Hawaii, right? Or or, no, or uh, Malden, California. Four thousand
0: people in Malden, Missouri. You What's could that? go to Malden, Missouri, and say and say that you have more followers than people that live in the whole town <laughs> by a factor of three. What's the oh median income there? Twenty grand. What? Mm -hmm. The median family income, the median household income for the city is $22,900. That's
2: absolutely incredible. It's funny.
1: One of the articles online, it said that – My my day job, my pay is thirty four grand a year, so when I got the cash windfall of five hundred thousand, it was like well received or something. Can you imagine?
2: They said you make thirty-four a year for your job. And and you made five hundred thousand. How did these
0: numbers I love these like people that estimate like YouTubers' income.
2: I know. You know, you ever seen that? Yeah. It's like
0: how much does so and so make? It's like Yeah. I guarantee you these people probably either make Dramatically less or much more? Yeah, than yeah, these
1: yeah. Exactly. exactly. Like Derek
2: makes much more than five hundred thousand. Oh yeah, I wouldn't oh, have done five hundred
0: k. Flipping pizzas, he made more than 500000 Yeah, yeah. So how do you He's think he has? Charging thousand dollars
2: a pie. I heard. If you yeah,
0: if if you knew the amount of CNC bits that Derek from Alden broke on a weekly basis, you would know <laughs> that this man is rich. Only <laughs> a rich man could afford Yo, to destroy so that much carbon.
1: I um. I did that whole 3D carve over the weekend, right? Mm -hmm. Cut it out beautiful. Ah. No problems. It was a joy. I'm like putting the CNC away. I break the frigging bit after I cut it out. I'm like, (laughs) why? Like, is it necessary? I'm just going to like just get like a hammer and just smash them when I'm done. Yeah, that's a good idea. So if they don't break, like just break them, you know, just just You know what you got to do?
0: Every time you start a project, use the fiber laser to engrave the name of the project on the bit. (laughs) <laughs> and then like that's it. It's one time use. It'll be yeah, like 3D yeah. carve sign, like and yeah. then the date. And you then could as soon as it's over, you just smash it. You could yeah. sell the bits. Yeah. You on could. only bits. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Only you could put bits. them in a that jar. Sounds fun. On Patreon.
0: <laughs> you could be
2: like could whistling the, diesel, yeah. You, you could put, put all your shavings. smashed bits. Yeah. yeah. You could put all the sh- wood shavings and CNC in a jar and sell it.
1: Yeah. That's so crazy. So it's crazy, crazy, crazy. So what have you been up to? Enough about me.
2: Um, I've been busy working. Um, I work, We worked through the weekend trying That's to get all this you job do not, done. Paul. Yeah, no fun. Yeah, dude, I I'm, I'm a busy guy. Got we got a lot going on. We got a lot going on. Yeah. Got to keep Fred employed. Yeah, dude, I was just trying to track Fred down. I think spends he's all day tomorrow. looking for Fred. Yeah, so I'm driving say, around
1: it, all day he looks for Fred. That's what he does now.
2: Trying to, uh, trying to buy a house again. Which is just a nightmare dealing with these real estate agents. Mm-hmm. They're honestly the they're the worst. The worst. But they're, I might right. might have something. Nice. But we'll see. And then that'll keep Fred real busy. And keep me even busier looking for Fred was, to bring him to the house to do the work.
0: I was gonna say, like you guys yeah. don't have enough shit to deal with on a daily basis.
2: Yeah, yeah um yeah but we've been making like fabricating this this uh structural job it's like i was telling you chris before it's dunnage for Mm -hmm. a roof to hold all the air conditioning units and stuff so that should be uh pretty exciting there's like a million pieces of angle like i don't even like that type of work so because it's structural steel
1: yeah yeah like yeah just because it's not like pretty it's not like somebody's gonna be like you know, it's like a finished staircase in somebody's house is different. I than... actually,
2: I actually like it. Yeah. Especially when you're actually like putting up a building, because the whole thing is it's pretty like fascinating. And I like, I mm. like equipment and cranes and yeah. you know, like it's kind of cool. It's like putting it up is actually kind of fun. Mm. Yeah. It's hard, like, certain parts of, like, installing is, like, a a nightmare, but, like, actually walking around on it and, you know, Mm -hmm. driving the machines and lifts and stuff and putting the beams into place is fun, Um, and, you know, it's cool, because it's, like, it's so big, like, everything's big, and, you know, it's not super tedious, you know, like, dealing with railings and, like, yeah, it's, like, you could do it fast if you're good at it, you could fabricate it fast, Mm. Um, and, I don't know, it's, it's cool.
1: Yeah, it's funny because I had a job where um, we'd set telephone
0: poles. and Yeah. Um, it was like and the same drill thing. drill them and stuff, like auger yeah. in?
1: Yeah, so it was fun. Like, you go out there, you'd be, like, jackhammering the sidewalk up. You know, jackhammering's, like, fun for, like, ten minutes. But yeah. Then, but, like, you do that, you know, then you, like, you know, get the big auger, you drill in the hole. Yeah, you cut the other pole. You're moving it around. You know, traffic stop because everybody's afraid. And then you know, you're picking up the pole with the derrick and putting it in the ground. And you know, it's it's fun. It's like all heavy equipment. And you know, it's I know what you're saying. It's it's that's fun stuff. It's like yeah. you know the stuff you dream of when you're a little kid. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. You know, I, to I do. have
0: a question about setting telephone poles. I always mm-hmm. wonder this, right? So. Yeah. So, when I think of setting, like, a fence post, right? Yeah. You have to tr- dig the hole, set the post, then you have to compact the soil around the post to keep it from wiggling, right? hmm Now, when you set a 20-foot tall, te- what's a telephone pole in length?
1: Standard 40-foot.
0: 40 40-foot. 40 How much mm-hmm. of it is in the ground, though? Six feet. Six feet in the ground? It's not that man. much. Six feet. So how are no. you compacting the earth? So you drill a six foot hole. That's what a telephone pole is. What fourteen inches in diameter? Yeah, yeah, inches probably. In but you need
1: two feet around. You need, two feet like, around. You, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. At least.
0: So you, you auger this hole. You put the thing six feet in the ground. Now, what is yeah. your what's your com- compacting like schedule? Right, Not like the... you do it in lifts. You put in a foot of dirt. So you, you very know.
1: important. So you look down a street telephone poles there's a gain on them so just mm-hmm. like when you put a, a board in for a deck you look down it's the to yeah. see the crown yeah so the gain you want to face away from the pole so like if you're going okay. down the street and the wires cross the street is mm-hmm. those wires just want to be straight yeah right so when you pull them to the side that's trying to pull really hard Yep. So you want it facing backwards so it's arched away from it, yeah, like you so would. It's like a deck, pre-cambered. So, yes, exactly. Then that's what you do too. You 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 camber it back, depending on which way it's mm. it's pulling. Then you also key it at the bottom and the top if you can. Like if you get a guy, like I had a partner that was a mental case, and he would literally dig like a three foot wide hole and he'd key it at the bottom and the top and then you have different length shovels and tamps, and you physically have to tamp it. It's literally, you know, a stale, it's like a, it basically looks like, picture of this, but real big. Yeah. And it's wrapped with a steel band, Yeah. and you basically, just right up against the pole, you're tamping it all the way around. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's tough in the wintertime, like when you see poles leaning a lot, they're placed in the wintertime, because everything's frozen, yeah. so you can't really tamp it really good, you know? And they go over. That's why anything out of, if there's a straight street, anything out of, if you have three telephone poles and you go into the middle one and it's three feet out of line, that should have something pulling it, like a guy wire pulling it or a side lead going down a street or something mm. because that could pull over. It's so dangerous. People, that too used to scare me more than anything is just the pull of the cables because you know you ever come out of a clamp or something like that it'd cut your head right off you know because it's just so much tension holding that weight up you know and like the old cables are all old, old lead cables they weigh so much you know it's just it's it's a lot that's why that's like you know you're up you get out of that department because
4: our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too Anything yeah. under yeah,
2: tension I, scares me. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like even re- oh, what's that? Dude, I remember one time a tree fell down, and the wise and waiting for a tree company to come out to trim it. Yeah, and this cu- guy came out. This it was like a, a blizzard, and it was so strange. We had a huge blizzard, and it was like, um, like almost like the the springtime. So it was like real wet snow. Everything got, like, covered, and trees broke everywhere, and then it turned warm, like, in the next day. So it snowed, like, eight, nine inches of snow, and then everything melted all in one day. It was crazy, but there was trees down everywhere. So Mm -hmm. we were waiting all night for this guy, the tree company to come out. They didn't come out. This guy comes out, and he goes and cuts the tree. Oh, my God. This thing was probably, you know, three feet across. It flipped it up in the air and it spun around. It it just missed killing the guy, but it was like it was nothing. You know, it was just so much tension the cables pulled down. We told the guy finally, we're like, hey, do whatever you want, pal. And this guy almost got killed because, like you said, stuff under tension like that. You don't know how so much tension dangerous. it's under. It just oh looks my God. like it, you know? Yeah, yeah, and you're not stopping that, you know?
2: That's why I don't understand even like the. Um like lifting slings that I buy that mm-hmm. have tags on them and they're ra- like the yeah. chain slings. Yeah. And it's like they test them and they put them under like a certain amount of tension. Yeah, I don't know if it's like double what they're rated for or whatever, but yeah. it's like, yeah. well, what if putting it under all that tension weakened it now and it passed yeah. the one test and then when I go to lift something, yeah. it's going to like, like I don't yeah. know, you know? Never yeah. use
1: chains. Always use fabric. Chains yeah. break. chain Well, these, be these like ones... an old saying. Like, chains break without warning. That was always, like, the old, like, saying. Yeah. You know, chains like, I mean, break without warning the, too. these yeah. chains I have yeah. for
2: for inside the shop, and especially, like, once yeah. I finally put a crane in the building, you kind of yeah. just have to use chain. Like, yeah. you know, it just, it's just kind of the way it is, because mm-hmm. the yeah, fabric yeah, ones yeah. get beat up so much. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah they start to um, get... But these ones are rated everything. so far above what yeah, I'd be lifting... Yeah. yeah like the cables are weird too like the cables don't actually hold that much like
1: we we would have chains with the chain slings we'd use you would still use chains because like you said they have their place like yeah use them to pull butts out of the ground and yeah stuff like yeah that. i saw a video of Dude. that like with a telephone
2: Dude. pole and they had a jack they hooked a like oh, a yeah. choker yeah, around it but, but yeah and then put it, uh, yeah that was yeah. wild yeah they kept going oh, yeah. up and they would move the chain yeah. lower and lower
1: yeah, so we would like not want to use a buck puller because it yeah, was like, a lot of work to set up. So we would use the, a tip winch and a bed winch together, mm. and you kind oh. of rock it back and forth and pull it. We would take that truck sometimes, and it would jump up and, and buck. It would pull the chain so tight, it would be solid. It would bend every link into it, so, so it was wouldn't, like it, wouldn't it, it was like a again. bar. Yeah, you yeah. Could, it wasn't loose at it was the craziest it's amazing that you're thing. What grade were the yeah. chains? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, yeah. back then, I mean, back then, a lot of guys were, you know, drinking on the job. That was just like, the yeah. way it was. It's just crazy, but um, but yeah, that was always like a fun job because it was just very, very different. You know, it was uh, always interesting. You know, but um,
0: yeah, I've always been interested in the in the telephone pole thing because I just think about what it takes to compact a, a six foot yeah. fence post. Yeah, right, and how realize. many people fail. Like as growing up, I've put in. So much I, work. I can't even, I couldn't even begin to quantify how many fence posts I've put in in my life, and I've yeah. never one time used concrete. Yeah. Never, ever, ever really? set posting concrete. We always yeah. would dig a hole with a post hole digger, set the post, pound the post down so it was on a solid bed of, of dirt, mm-hmm. put in like a cup full of dirt, and then we'd take a two by four and cut a long taper on it and yeah. try to grind the end like a fist, and we would. Go around it and compact it like yeah. literally that's inches at a time, me do, and my yeah. dad. And the fucking posts, I mean, you could drive it's into a, them when we were done. It's
1: amazing because there's so much pressure on them. Years mm-hmm. ago, that's what they used to do. They used to put cement collars around them. Mm-hmm. And those are bastards to get out of the ground. But um, even like so, like a guy rod in the ground... Those have, like, these expanding plates on the bottom, Mm. so you can, like, either dig a hole, you can drill them in. There's a couple different ways, but you can undo them. They're removable. So you would take it, you would undo it, you know, you just screw it in, it's just regular It's like a helical pile. Yeah. You can't pull the rod out of the ground. No. It's a a 10-foot-long rod or 8-foot-long rod, depending on what type, you know, 1-inch or 3-quarter. And it's just in the ground and you've unspun it and you cannot pull it out of the ground. You'd have to use the tip winch to pull it out. Sometimes you'd yeah. have to just dig them down and cut them down uh, Cape Cod. Under the grade, them. right? Just so yeah. that nobody trips on them? Yeah. We would just yeah. take them and hammer them into the sand. But, yeah, it's amazing, like, how much force there is on the ground, you know, Pushing up against, yeah. you, you know. But I remember you, you being like,
0: alive. I remember, I, like, I just seeing people putting in telephone poles, thinking like, "There's got to be a way that they do yeah, this no, more no. efficiently." Like, I just kept thinking, "There's got to be a way that they're not no. compacting." it. No. but I guess no. that's it because yeah, I no, thought maybe they, they would have like almost like a C-shaped compactor that they could like no. drive and you know, mm. but yeah, some I mean,
1: some garages would have. They had hydraulic tamps, mm. but we never used them. We never had them in our area. I don't know why. I don't know if they just You know what you know. I
0: always wanted to make and I and I don't still don't know why I haven't made it for myself is I have like a like a 1 inch SDS. I've mm-hmm. always wanted to make like a ta- like a tamping block for mm-hmm. my SDS so that when I'm putting in a post, I, like like mm-hmm. a long rod like on basically mm-hmm. like a chisel end with just a steel block on the end of it. So yeah. that if I have to put in like a fence post instead of having to go and tamp it I can just go and Cause mm-hmm. like I've used my SDS, I used my SDS to compact the sand in my anvil base. Yeah. I put my, I put a chisel on it and a wooden block, a hardwood block, and I mm-hmm. filled it with sand and I used the, the, you know, the jackhammering feature to basically tamp the sand down. So it was so compact. It was like solid, you know, mm-hmm. like it, you couldn't even yeah. like put your finger into it. It was so compacted. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would be such a convenient thing to have on the end of a, of like a little yeah. chipping gun. I, I tried know. to
2: make a rivet, like, um, mm. you know, like those uh, air-powered um, riveting yeah. tools. I tried to make one for my little, like, SDS, like, what is it? The What's the smaller one? Um,
0: SDS, Plus, SDS Max. SDS, oh, SDS Max Plus. is the big one. This is yeah, before I had, the, I had the big, huge Hilti one. Yeah, SDS but it was SDS little the uh, little Milwaukee battery-powered
2: one. one, and it, like, didn't yep. do anything. I'm yeah. um, like, but I bet now maybe the big one might do something.
0: Yeah, I mean... The thing is, if it's hot enough, yeah. if the metal's hot enough, I mean, you're able
2: to do it by hand, so... You know what's really you know. funny, though, is, like, with the impact, um, like, wrench, you mm-hmm. can take your hand and grab a socket and, like, even a big, huge, corded one. Like, it won't spin. Like, you could hold on to it for some reason. Mm. Like, and pull the trigger, and it won't spin. Like, I saw a video. Like, I saw a video, I think, on TikTok. Like, someone was trying to, like... um like show that a snap-on one wasn't good because you can grab it and mm. then it won't spin when you pull the trigger. And then someone else commented with their own video that like you can do it with every one that's just the way they are for some reason. Mm-hmm. But like, huh. but it'll torque down a bolt like crazy, you know? Yeah, like I think I even like pounds or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For whatever huh. reason, like the mechanism. And then I saw this other thing, speaking of impact um, wrenches, it was like this little attachment that it's like turn any drill into an impact gun. And it was like a thing you'd put on a drill, and then I looked in the inside the way it works. It's like, it's basically like a thing that there's a mechanism that like slips and then mm-hmm. hits like teeth, and a then hammer, slips yeah. again and it hits the teeth again and keeps going around and around. It gives it like a bunch of little like jolts because I always wondered like, like, how do these things not wear out like all the time?
0: Yeah, have you ever had an impact gun wear out? I've had um, no. I've had like my mil- my first Milwaukee impact gun. You know, I used every single day for years when I was working uh, as, like, a handyman and a carpenter back in, you know, when I first kind of got started. Eventually, the hammer just wore out, and it just couldn't – like, it couldn't drive a three-inch screw, and it would just – it would just hammer, but wouldn't go anywhere. And it would just – the screw would be, like, barely turning. And then I sent it into Milwaukee, and they put a new hammer in it and sent it back, and it was, like, you know, brand new again. But um, they wear out. I mean, they – they they wear out they get abused and eventually they stop working as good that big yeah. half
2: inch milwaukee one's insane
0: yeah i just got one of those too and um it's i did my breaks the other day and i was like blown away by how much power it had it was yeah it's oh, crazy so great to have like big a too impact yeah um but it was it was great i i really enjoyed having it But I I have a new tool, an actual cool new tool that I want to talk about on today's episode that you guys may have seen on my Instagram. Why don't
1: you tell us about it then?
0: It is the unbelievable and amazing induction heater, the induction forge, which I've been talking about. I've been, I think I've been saying that I wanted one of these for like two years and I finally got one um, Mm -hmm. and got it set up and it is so cool. I've been having so much fun, even just messing with it for the last day. Like, so, for those that don't know, an induction forge... I was just going to
1: say, we just talked about it, but explain every yeah. part of it to people.
0: So, an induction forge is... It's really not an induction forge, but an induction heater. If you're familiar with an induction cooktop, which I think yeah. most like normal people would probably maybe know what that is. So, an induction cooktop, it uses electricity to create heat. And I'm not exactly 100% sure how the induction forge works. But essentially, it's a power unit with a transformer and some magnets, and you pump... What is it? distilled distilled water yeah you pump distilled water through it and it creates a electromagnetic field that can heat metal like incredibly quickly so what it's got on it is a coil and you put a piece of metal in the coil and the coil gets hot so this is like an alternative to using a torch right and as you know all three of us have used torches before they know they're a pain in the ass all three of us have used forges before especially Paul Knows that, like, if you're not going to forge all day, just lighting a forge to heat up one piece of metal is a nightmare. Like, it's a waste... First of all, it's super inefficient because the forge has got to get hot. So your forge has got to run for, what, like 30 minutes before you can even really get any work done with it. I mean, it depends on your burner, but... Yeah. It's not fast. Nothing is fast about using a torch or or a forge. So, I had wanted one of these and then when we went up to the maker camp in october cliff dufton had brought his um and it was the first time i got to see one in person and after i saw his heat a piece of metal in like seconds paul i think you were standing love next to first yeah it was crazy i was like this thing is on and cliff it was love at first light cliff works I don't, i won't expose where cliff's personal shop is but it's in a place where he cannot have a gas forge um, and he's able to get work done in his personal shop in New York City because he has that induction forge. And he can just click it on, put a piece of metal in it, and all of a sudden the metal's, you know, red hot. So, um anyway, I got it. I got it set up. And I was messing with it yesterday. And holy shit. I mean, it was heating up one-inch solid round bar in under a minute to, like, a glowing, you know, as hot as I could want it to get before it started to melt. That's wild. And, um... You know, and what's nice about it is, I was reading an article about them. Everyone thinks that they're super energy hogging, right? But they're only running high power when they're heating the metal. So it's got to be
2: way more efficient. It's so much more efficient. Any type of flame, it's like yeah. same thing with like a, a gasoline motor. It's like it's they're only like thirty percent efficient or something. Mm-hmm. Like most of the fuel yeah. you put in a motor is like turns into just heat.
0: Yeah, and um, a couple of blacksmiths that I follow online have done, you know, th- this is their business, right? So they've they've done like a cost comparison basically to say, all right, I usually buy 50 pounds of propane every month and I can make this many items with 50 pounds of propane and it costs this much money. So one of the guys on here has uh, Derek Melton, who's on Instagram, who kind of inspired me to get mine, and has a whole like article on his website about it, does like uh, a cost comparison and basically says like, you'll save a lot of money if you use this versus using propane. If this is the kind of work that you do. Now, obviously, if you want to, like, throw something in the forge and let it heat, like, Chris turns his, his his coal forge on in the beginning
2: of the day and leaves it on all day. You probably you want know, not see him like, using one of these things. No, but, he, you didn't know, bear, he doesn't even really use propane that much.
0: No, they don't. They, they um...
1: Won't make his face dirty, so. it's no. Well,
0: and you know what it is. I, I there was another guy on on YouTube that talked about it. He's like he, this guy. Uh, I think Black Bear Forge was saying how like he heats his shop with his forge in the winter. Yeah. You know, in the winter, oh, the first yeah, thing yeah, he does yeah. is turns on his forge, and that's how he heats his shop. He's yeah. like this thing. You're not getting anything out of this thing. No. Yeah. Um, so uh, Derek Melton said that his electric bill. He uses it, you know, very often, almost every day. And he said his electric bill increased ten to fifteen dollars a month since getting it. Oh that's not um me. Yeah, exactly. And um, and he used to fill his hundred pound propane tank every month for a hundred dollars a fill. So somebody like that saving ninety dollars a month on propane to yeah. do the same work. Yeah. You know, plus you're not breathing in carbon monoxide, you're not, you know,
2: dealing with a forge so yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's you're pretty burning burning cool. the front of your hair yeah exactly eyebrows Plus, off if,
0: if you're a blacksmith right and mm-hmm. you want an isolated heat in a coal forge you can kind of get that like Chris has done it before I've seen Chris yeah. like figure out ways to like move the charcoal around to like heat just the side of a bar or whatever but in a propane forge you put the material in and it gets hot you know you can't heat like just the middle of a bar in a propane forge unless the bar is really big you know so, uh, I don't know. It's it's really cool. If you go over to my Instagram, you can see some videos on it. And uh, by the time this comes out, there will be a video on my YouTube about the Forge just to kind of, like, share it with people. But it's I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be really cool. It's perfect for a shop like Derek's. Like Derek, my, it would be, my, like, the only way you could blacksmith in that basement. My,
1: my electric bill last month was, like, 420 bucks.
0: Ooh. Do you have I electric know. heat?
1: Mm-mm. I don't what's know what's about? doing it. I don't
2: know. I don't know what's doing it. I don't know. Is Max and sometimes... Bitcoin, that, dude. I was literally <laughs> just gonna say that. I'm like, dude. that. That's what I dude, just it, thought it, of. It's,
1: dri- it's driving me crazy because sometimes, like, I'll leave my CNC on and I'll not running, like, uh, like just on. Like I'll be working on a project and I'll leave it on for like three days straight. And you know the, I I don't know if it's that. Like I I, I don't know. I don't know if it's like the laser I, I don't know I have no idea Could be the CNC drives me crazy hmm. cuz the VFD's on and you know but it's not actually operating but drives me
2: crazy Between the dust collector running probably maybe the CNC mm-hmm. running that's probably a lot yeah. of juice Yeah you
1: know. Yeah, because yeah, the spindle's 220, the, the yeah. defect is 220. But the thing is, I when mean, you but,
0: operate at 220, is your is your machine operating at 220 or it's being mm. converted down to 110? No, it's right. You know, so So, But 220, 220. operates yeah. much more efficiently than yeah. 110 does. But it's like, I guess it's just I the amps, know. right? It drives, it
1: drives me crazy, but it's like, I, I don't know what the hell it is. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't want somebody ask somebody to come in, you know? <laughs> but um, it, it just it, it just makes like everything's like always on, but not like plugged in, but not always on, and that's what like I think just sucks a lot. You know, like I think like my two x seventy two, like that VFD is always on, like plugged mm. in, but it's not mm. on. I don't know how much that. So draws, it's but... like
2: trickling a little bit. Yeah, and... yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Same with the laser, the fiber laser
2: now, and it's just I, I don't just know. turn all the breakers off when you leave. At night, but they're not. I I probably should.
1: (laughs) I probably should. I wonder if that would make a difference. I have two switches. Like all my all my counter stuff, it's all. I have two switches, and that kills almost everything. Mm. But obviously not like the stuff that's like two twenty. But. I gotta do something because it just—it's crazy. It's like always over four hundred bucks a month. Wow, and it's—it's it's like...
0: one meter for the, your residence just, and no, the shop. just
1: just yeah, 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 yeah. But like yeah. for your apartment because you yeah got yeah yeah
0: yeah yep. unit yeah um yep. that's interesting. I mean my electric bill is expensive, but I don't. I mean, I don't like my yeah. gas bill is expensive, but electric is not is not that bad. Um. I wonder what it is. You might have one thing that's just like that's when you gotta kind of like look because your meter your meter has a counter on it right yeah all
1: digital but you can't like so before you'd see the other thing spinning yeah you could
0: tell when it was spinning fast yeah (laughs) um
1: i should have something figure out some way to figure out what it is well if you have access
0: i i just actually bought literally today or yesterday ordered my first um clamp meter you ever use one mm-hmm. of those a clamp yeah. meter paul you yeah. know what that is yeah so it, it looks so. like it's like a like a lobster oh yeah, claw, yeah yeah and you put it around the hot lead of a wire and it'll tell you the amps that are running through the wire mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. so i bought it because i wanted to know how many amps that the induction forge was running and i was talking mm-hmm. to my friend and i was like I, I thought you could just put it on the extension cord on the cord but oh, he said that it's gonna because be the neutral because the neutral is flowing in like the opposite direction or something it would. yeah so you have to go to the panel and go to the hot lead that goes Mm
3: -hmm.
0: to the uh breaker but i mean in your situation Derek, where your basement's right there
1: Mm. you
0: could like with one of those really easily just go and yeah check it on your panel and say okay like if if you if your house is running at normal capacity with like people there and christina's there and the tv's on whatever yeah you could say, "All right, my house is pulling this much," and then like turn on the CNC and watch your meter like you know start mm. smoking because it's going so hot. I don't know.
1: Yeah, because like the laptops, I got two laptops down here that are always running. You know, it's like it just it drives me freaking crazy. You know, fans, I know
3: really your neighbor are your stealing electricity. Fans are inefficient.
0: Uh, uh, like box fans and shit are very um, inefficient. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I you don't have know. LED lights though.
1: Yeah, all the lights are LED, so. Huh. so I don't know. Who cares?
0: I know. It's like I mean, it's just it's like a cost of doing business. Yeah. It's like yeah. I don't I I got so many messages yesterday when I posted about the induction <sighs> forge about my electric bill. I'm like, I just spent fifteen hundred dollars on something I don't need. You think I'm worried about the electric bill yeah, now yeah, on top yeah, of it? Like
1: Yeah, yeah, an extra
2: five bucks.
0: Right? I mean I I, I everyone's literally... gotta
2: shut up. Everyone <laughs> needs to stop talking. It's so crazy. Like you can't post anything without some. I do not even read my message. Like, uh, oh, dude. I have like my general, like my um, primary people, like you guys and like other people. And then at the other folder, I haven't checked in like six months. Because dude, it's just like tips from people who don't know what the hell they're talking about.
0: Uh-huh. I you got know? a message the other day. And I got to say, I can't really be mad about this. Because the guy had a point. So I, I, I didn't mention it on this episode yet. But I made the Banshee uh, hamster wheel, as you yeah. guys saw. The Banshee mm-hmm. roll cage, right? So we finish it up, and the kid, uh, Panza, tries to do it in the parking lot at this field that we went to. And he's going as fast as he can. He's slamming on the front brake brakes, and he's just sliding. Because there's uh... so much sand impregnated in the pavement at this point. Like, mm-hmm. he just can't get the front brakes to grab. Like, the, the thing's like not that it's not rolling over. It just won't even endo at all. It just wow. is sliding. Mm. So mm-hmm. then we let air out of his front tires. He's fucking flying across parking lots, slamming on the brakes, and just skidding. His tires are smoking. I'm worried that he's going to just, like, blow them off the bead. So he goes onto like, the sidewalk, which is where the video that I sent everybody and showed on Instagram is, and he tries that, and right away it grabs. Something about that poured concrete versus mm-hmm. asphalt just, like, had a better sticking point. So we do it. It works. We're all excited. Everybody's happy, you know, and the the grass is a little fucked up when we get there. And obviously he fucked it up a little bit more, but it's not like he was doing burnouts. Like, you know, and I get all these great messages. And then I get one guy who's like, the only thing I see here is a disgusting destruction of public property. Thumbs down. You should be ashamed. And I'm like, I get it. I, he <sighs> fucked up the grass, but you know, like to literally like an eight year old on a mountain bike, could have done more damage it's not like we burned the building down it's we just got out of winter Shut up. you know like like give me a break and then it's so funny because right when we were going to leave a guy shows up with his dog and his dog is just hauling ass across the field kicking up mud with every like you know step and i'm like i'm i'm no worse than the guy with the dog it's like you know and the the guy i felt kind of bad because the guy had interacted with a lot of my other like content and i'd never seen his messages they were my requests and I was like, well, this guy used to be a fan, but I don't think he is anymore. <laughs> but it's like, what do you want
2: from me? I told you about yeah. the guy that comments every single post I make. Like, I'll be using a tool, and he'll recommend a different brand tool. <laughs> every, for, <a> year, like, <laughs> over a year he's been doing this. Like, I'll be, I'll be just using an angle grinder or something. He'll be like, Metabo makes a really great uh... angle grinder. I'm like, <laughs> like, just oh, it's something different. It's, like this, like, just always a recommendation, but different than what I'm using. Of course. Well, cuz everybody's
0: got an opinion on how they could have done it better, you know.
2: I just was listening to a comedian on a podcast and he was like, "It's not natural for like anybody to be able to talk to you." He's like, "Back in the day, only the people in the same room could talk to you. Like That's now right. anyone across the entire world can just like say something to you. It just doesn't make sense, you know?" It's funny when I first started at work, the senior guys
1: used to say, like, you know, you get a young guy, like, be wise off and be like, I remember there's a time where a junior guy would never even talk to a senior guy. And, like, they just, like, kind of walk away, like, mm-hmm. just be like, shut up, kid, you know? <laughs> but, um, you know, it is funny. I'm lucky. Like, I get, like, 99.99% of my comments are all, like, good stuff. Like, just, you know, once in a while, I get somebody, but, like, I feel sometimes, like, I felt bad. I said something to somebody. It's somebody I know. They don't listen to this. It, it was a woman that I'm pretty friendly with. And uh, I had just seen her at work, BenchCon. And she had gotten, people could probably figure this out if they just thought about it. But um, she had just gotten a saw stop. And she was using it. And I knew she not real familiar with like table saws and stuff like that. And um, she pushed a piece of wood in it. Side like like wide a wide piece oh, of wood. God. It was it was like two feet wide and like eight inches this oh. this way. And I said to her, I said, listen, I said I, I wish I had your number to call you. I said I don't want to text you this, but you post and that was like so unsafe. Like don't yeah. do that. It's like you should never put a piece of wood you know, wider than yeah, this Yeah, you can't cross drip. cut without a sled yeah, or a guy yeah, or something. you know, and she's like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. And she's like, thank you, mm-hmm. you know, and I felt bad because I knew she didn't know, and it's just like, just scares me. Remember when we were at, um, what's it
2: called? Um, Spring make. Oh my dude, God. There dude. was someone there yeah, that I thought hear. was going to so... cut his hand off. Dude, the, the girl,
1: the girl with the joiner, she a had piece the end grain too, oh. and then she was like ripping oh. down little strips of wood with her fingertips, oh my god. There was some stuck, guy with I a chop saw,
2: it. and something went flying, like it kicked back it kicked yeah, it back, had kick back,
1: and
0: it blew up, and
1: everyone yeah. just kind
2: of looked, yeah. and everybody kept doing Dude, shit. It was amazing, yeah. no one
0: got hurt doing yeah. that. yeah, yeah. 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 That was that like was one of the most fun events that we. That ever was like went the to. best one, yeah. We had so much fun, but it was, was a danger best. show. We also didn't do like we did a little metal shaping. Paul broke a yeah. welder, dude. Yeah, yeah. Know, that's where the welder. We had a good time, but um, yeah. Derek yeah. met his friends at the fur and leather convention across yeah. the yeah. street. Oh yeah. my god, um, claw, claw. claw, claw convention. Cleveland
1: love leather and and. What's the W? Whips? Wool? I don't know. Oh, god. Wool. <laughs> Jesus but I, I was just
0: telling somebody about the Maker Camp and about how the Maker Camp is like such a fun event to like just try a bunch of different things. Because the Maker Camp is like pretty lawless too. I mean, you're I, yeah. blacksmithing, you're wood you're yeah. uh, Ronders is, thing goes is having you pull a cha- push a yeah. chainsaw through a slab. I feel like
2: he's just always there with the chainsaw.
0: I think he might. He lives I don't in the he woods. <laughs> exactly. He just comes
1: out. He comes out for the events and then he goes back into the woods. Dude, I, love I, it. I tell everybody that that Maker Camp is probably the best one if you want to just, you know, do it on a budget, socialize with people, get your hands dirty. Mm-hmm. I think by far it's the best. But hundred percent. Another great one, which you guys aren't going to, is make Central. You guys cannot That's be right. convinced to go. Oh, to when England is that? Camp. It's oh, uh, the end of April. Oh, shit. The end of April. Last weekend in April. Yeah, unfortunately,
0: yeah. I cannot go. Um, yeah. But we had a good time last time. I would like to go back. I just can't do it this yeah, year. I just yeah, have too no. much traveling. Uh, we
1: just booked our tickets, me and Jimmy.
0: Nice. Have a slice of pizza going? for me.
1: Oh, God. I Well, I staying at a different hotel, which it's the one across the little lagoon there. Oh interesting. But, um, oh I think yeah. Bob
0: and his wife stayed there last night. Yeah, time.
1: I think they did. I think yeah. they did. They're they're doing something at the other hotel. I don't know if they're not open or what, but mm. I think that's where like everybody's staying, you know.
0: Yeah, what uh who else um is going from the States. Is Bobby going?
1: I think Bobby Duke's going. He was going originally what, before it had been canceled, so I assume he's going again. i got to message him. But him and Nicole usually do that, and um, like they make a trip out of it, yeah. go to, uh, like Scotland. and I'm sure Jocko whatever. will so, go because it's yeah, easier for yeah, him. Yeah, that's kind of why we still wanted to go. We were thinking of backing out for a few different reasons, but um, we were like, you know, it would be nice to see Jocko, so we're doing that. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I would like to go, and, and even just to see that, like, crowd of people, right? Like seeing yeah. Jocko and Nick and, uh, you know, all the, yeah. the guys in the UK, Steve. Yeah. I didn't get to see Steve. Um, you know, Steve was up at the, at the Blackthorn this weekend with Chris uh-huh. Cash's um, group forging class, which I heard was amazing. And if anybody's thinking about taking one of the summer... Uh, spring and summer kind of like weekend things. At the Maker Camp, I highly recommend it. It's such like a great like you know like kind of team effort, and it's a lot of fun. And you know everyone mm-hmm. kind of hangs out and gets together. And uh, Austin's really trying to push the stuff that they're doing up at, at the Blackthorn this year, and I think he's doing a great job. I feel oh, like dude, Austin, he's is doing
1: like, an unbelievable job, isn't he?
2: Yeah, he's trying was to huge like last year. Yeah, and yeah.
0: and and last year, like I feel like. Last year people were still even a little unsure about going and doing stuff. Uh-huh. You know, and I feel like yeah. this year with like, you know, with any luck things kind of continuing on the path of like openness and all that. Yeah. And I think the people that might have wanted to go last year that were on the fence, that saw how great of an yeah. event it was, it's going to be yeah. crazy this year. I think it's going to yeah. be huge. Um, but yeah, I would check out the Maker Camp. I've been I've been recommending it to people that want to learn, you know, some of these little things and like john and cliff have a hammer making class in like two weeks um then i'm gonna go up and check out i don't know what you guys are doing on april 1st second and Uh third but um i'll be up there probably bring macklin and uh and the goons just hang out and maybe maybe paul maybe we should run a, a parallel hammer making class but with all the wrong equipment like, while Cliff and John are teaching, like, a really well-done, like, nice, build a You can beautiful... make one of your style hammers. Yeah. We, like, build a beautiful, Remember your style, like... the first one you yep. made? Dude, make a Cliff Dufton, like, gorgeous, sculpted fucking piece of art. And we'll make a dog-shit hammer with a drift that you'll make in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just be fighting with it for, like, four days. And so we could really have a fun.
2: forge where the a, a tarp falls on it and burns yeah. a hole through the middle of it.
0: Yep, and uh, and and Mike Muccio gets his eyebrows burned off.
2: Oh Jesus! But
0: anyway, so so what you guys been watching? Anything good?
1: You know what? Yes, I've been watching this amazing guy, and I said to Jimmy, um, "I says we got to go see this guy. Hold on." Uh, he like first I started watching him, I'm like, this has gotta be like bullshit. I can't even say his name. Oop I just found it on my thing. It's Mr. Ho T H A N H C H E.
0: Wait, hold on.
1: Right there. What? <laughs> Mr. Ho
0: That Mr. reminds Tan- me Mr. Ho Tanchi.
2: That yeah, reminds me of the, um, remember that, did you ever see that news video where the news anchor was reading the thing, like, where the Malaysian, like, plane went oh, down? Oh, God, yeah. Dude, but someone gave her the wrong names. Yeah. And she's like, the three pilots were ho fook Bang-Ding-Al, like, it was so <laughs> bad. We, we, oh, it was We Too Low, Captain yeah. We Too Low, yeah, yeah, yeah. ho fook and then Bang-Ding-Al. I'm like, yeah. "Oh my so god, and she bad. read it live
1: on air." <laughs> so, we're doing the show. we're doing a reading on the show and I never lived it down. I didn't know know the word capiche. Uh, yeah. yeah, capiche.
2: Yeah, yeah. How yeah. do you how do you spell that? Dude, I have no idea. Dude, it was C A P
0: I C H E. It
1: capiche? looked like it looked yeah. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Capiche? I'm like yeah. I don't know. Capiche? And they're like, and it, of course Jimmy doesn't know. And then yeah. like probably Graz <laughs> or something. Or Jackman came up with it like Capiche, Jimmy breaks my balls about it all the time. I'm like you would the Jimmy last can't spell person. Either. I know. I, he, he can't even spell Jimmy. It's like it, it's like that's he why he the writes the rest on. He has yeah. spray paints the rest yeah. on. All he figured that one out. That's the only one he remembers. Oh, yeah. uh, it's so funny though. But it's was like capiche. That's right. If you ever hear Capiche, that's what that is. I like
0: this guy. Mr. Hotan Chi is building a car out of materials he found at the junkyard.
1: Dude, I'm like, this is bullshit, right? But then I watch the guy, and I'm like, this stuff is really shitty, and he's fixing it. Dude, he does a jet ski into a boat. It's ridiculous. I don't care if the guy's cheating, it's amazing
0: stuff. You know, this guy is not.
1: Holy fuck. Well, this yeah. guy reminds Holy me of my is pick.
0: Correct. This guy reminds me of my pick, which I've said before on here. But make it extreme. I sent you guys the video on yes. uh, on the group chat. But make it extreme made a hydraulic sheet metal like break. And the craziest thing about it, I mean the whole thing is like pretty cool. And if anybody isn't familiar with Make It Extreme, he's a uh, Fabricator. He lives on the island of Cyprus, off the coast of like uh, mainland Greece, and he has. He claim like you know. He talks about how like the reason he has to make all his tools is because he can't get heavy equipment there. He makes the fucking hydraulic cylinders for this thing
4: from really? scratch. So wow. he like
0: he takes the tube, he bores it out, he makes the threaded ends. I mean, he cuts all the threads on a manual lathe. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, packs the hydraulic cylinders. Builds every single part of this thing from scratch. I mean, and it's got to be, like... If you watch the video, it's 30 minutes long. It's so involved. And he manually machines everything. He doesn't even have a power feed on his mill. He has to hand crank all his, like, facing parts. And I'm, like... I'm talking to Matt Paris about it. I'm, like, dude, this has got to be, like, weeks of work. Like, I don't care if you have... An unlimited amount of time to dedicate to this. Like, you don't have other obligations. It just is weeks of work to just or do Where do you think he's even much? getting the metal from? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess he can get steel, probably from China, because I'm sure you can I get guess. a lot. I'm sure once you're over on, you know, like, you're in Europe, right? Like,
2: you get a lot of uh, steel, can get imported from India or China, but, like... It's funny to me, geez, though, like... It's crazy. For me, even, like, here, it almost seems, like, easier to order a hydraulic cylinder than it would be to order, like, the raw materials to build one. Because you could probably go on Amazon or or, or Granger or Northern Tool or wherever and just order one and have it shipped to you. Oh, yeah. But it's, like, to try and find, like, raw, big pieces of steel to, like, machine into one, that's almost harder. It's, like...
0: It's amazing. I mean, this this video is nuts. I mean, literally, like, him threading the pieces, making the seals. Like, the only thing he's buying is the rubber seal itself. Yeah. But the rest of it is, like, he's building it on his own. It's like, I could barely figure out how to get a hydraulic cylinder that I bought to work. Let alone, like, I'll just fabricate one out of a freaking steel pipe. You know, and, like, yeah, he lines crazy. the wall of the seal with, like, a, a aluminum sleeve, I guess. I don't wow. know. It's just it's just wild that he builds, literally builds it from scratch. And then the thing works, like, incredibly well. He's, like, you know, bending sheet metal with it. Um, and it's just, uh-huh. I don't know, it's, it's really cool. Anyway, make it extreme. That's why he has two million subs. Mm. Good for him. Paul what yeah, you got? You know it's um, funny I'm
1: subscribed to him and his shit never shows up in my um I hate that. I
0: feel like he hasn't right. been making that many videos lately. I feel mm-hmm. like Actually, yeah, he actually this last video was 2 weeks old. The video before that was 2 months ago. So maybe that's kind of why like Yeah. You know, um damn, he's got some videos that have done well though. Holy shit. 27 million views on his mono wheel. Wow just wait till i make mine make it extreme just wait anyway paul what have you been watching which tom um, D- Which tim dillon uh special no you not
2: not tim dillon i have watched um, mr beast on joe rogan such a good
0: episode it was such
2: a good episode and like that kid is so like he's like a genius mm. he's so dedicated he's so obsessed like with it, it, he's he's like got an empire that's like bigger than like like network TV like mm-hmm. stations like I mean the views he's getting is outrageous and now he's translating them into different languages and mm-hmm. different countries it's like this guy's getting bi- literally billions and billions of views hundreds of millions of subscribers it's like way yeah. more than like you know CNN or Fox News yeah. or like ABC it's like what are the? it's insane it's absolutely yeah. insane he's 23 years old Mm-hmm. He it's has a bigger so, reach than any
0: other. There is no one that can surpass his reach. No, I, I really think there's so. no way. There could. There, there's no way. It's insane. And he's so philanthropic and like seems
2: to. Really oh my care, god, which and is really amazing.
0: It's like you know. Yeah.
2: And Joe's like, do you like? He's like, did you, did you ball Dude, out? I did just you, like buy a big house and cars. He's like, not really.
1: I I just opened him up. I haven't watched him in a while. Ninety-one million. Well, almost at ninety-two it's million subscribers, right? Just dropped a video five hours ago. It's got 1.2 million views. Mr. Beast? Yeah, five hours ago. Yeah, it's just crazy. He's,
2: he's got hundreds of employees. And yeah. then did you see what he did with the yeah, Mr. Beast burger? Mm-hmm. It's absolutely genius. Yep. He literally said, like, if you have a restaurant, um, you can buy our packaging, buy our ingredients, follow our instructions, and then you make our recipes, and then Uber Eats just picks them up, and then it shows up at your house like it came from McDonald's, but it's Mr. Beast Burger. And you don't know mm-hmm. where it came from. It just came from a, rest- a capable restaurant that has a mm-hmm. kitchen, and they make a little percentage of it, and the restaurant keeps the rest. It's nuts. I looked on the website today because I'm like, Wait, God, is there is anything that? near me? What's that? What is that? Mr. What Beast burger? burger. So instead yeah. of opening up restaurants, he just has this thing online where if you have a restaurant... You can oh, buy oh, oh, oh. their packaging, yeah, yeah, and yeah, buy yeah, their yeah. ingredients and follow their recipes, yeah. and then yeah. Uber Eats will come, or Grubhub or Postmates will pick it up, and then it drop it off at your house. And it looks like it came from a Mister Beast Burger restaurant, but it could be coming from anywhere. Yeah, and I looked them up. Oh my like, god, I wonder if there's any near me. And there was like five. <laughs> in in, like in my town really i wanted to try
0: it i wanted to try it but there wasn't any near me i don't think it was funny
2: i'm like wait a minute because i looked it up before i even watched the episode i'm like wait a minute this this isn't like this is a restaurant like that i know of and then they 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 just make them and they sell them out of there it's crazy and there's like 14 Hmm. there's like thousands tens of thousands of them that he has it's wild it's like such a brilliant idea. It's like I don't know if the quality is going to be phenomenal. Like you, you don't know what you're getting depending on the mm-hmm. restaurant. But yeah. I mean, he's making a bunch of money. Now, probably that
1: interview was that on Joe Rogan on yeah. Spotify. Or- yeah. yeah,
0: I listened to it and um, it was it, it's it's really interesting. I, I you know I, as someone that like it's funny that he talks about how like he him and his friends, like, loved YouTube when they, like, were first starting and stuff. And I, I had a good time at, at uh, WorkbenchCon because I'm really into, like, the analytics of YouTube. And, the, like, I had a really good time with Patrick Adair and his brother. Who Dude, really talking into to both YouTube. of them today. Yeah, and they're That's both so into, funny. like, you know, and they're a little more... They're much deeper into it than I, I am. But it just shows you that, like, he echoed, I mean he says what I've been saying to people that don't make any content for a long, for, for years which is, there is like an almost endless pool of money here and if you want to do this, if you want to make content and you want to make a living making content, all you have to do is start doing it, pay attention to what you're doing and like stay consistent and you can do it you know, like, and obviously he's done it to an extreme level but what makes me encouraged in continuing to make YouTube videos is that he is like not doubling down. He is like ten times down on making sure that YouTube is is a platform that he's gonna grow with. And if I feel like if somebody like that has such confidence in it's in the ability of the platform to become larger, makes me feel like the investment of my time to grow my channel is worth it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just such a great. It's such a great uh, interview. I'd love to work with him. I would love to. Dude, like, it, well, it's work so on funny. I, yeah. I, I, ju-
1: I just texted him and I said, I said, hey, you know, want to hook up with you guys at some point? Oh, he's Patrick, like, his fig- brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I'll figure it out. He says we'll get together. Yeah. I said, okay. Let me know.
0: Yeah, I want to do a video with Patrick out in Utah yeah. with one of his cars. Yeah, he's
1: just make something so funny. crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I saw a McLaren
2: today. When I went to man, go get a haircut. It was, Patrick. Yeah, man, it was Patrick. a crazy one too. cross country. It was a 720S with some type of like... Uh, they have this thing called like MSO. It's like McLaren Special Operations or something. Where you, even, even if you buy a car, you can like request something be designed for it. And they'll like do all the R&D and like manufacture like a cut. Like this had like a roof scoop on it.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Like an air intake. But I've heard of like crazy rich guys just paying... Like, I heard of, like, 30 guys getting together, and they approached McLaren and, like, listen, we'll we'll pay, like, $10 million on top of the price of the cars, or $20 million, to, huh. for you guys to design some totally custom car, like, that all 30 of us are going to get. Mm. And they bought it. It's, like, wild. Huh. It's stupid money. Funny money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Funny money. So
0: Anyway, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Go check out Making Fun on Netflix. Give it a thumbs up. Watch it 40 times. Turn it on in the morning. Let it run all day. Yes. And just keep watching it. Let it play on your phone while you're at the gym. Tell your grandparents, your grandkids, your cousins, your nephews. Everybody's got to go watch Making Fun. Yes. Yes, Derek can just. Derek doesn't have to code. I can be the one that says this. Derek doesn't have to shamelessly plug himself. I can do it for him. <laughs> um, and I'm a neutral party, so go watch Making yeah. Fun. If you don't have Netflix, get a fucking job and pay for Netflix so that you can watch it. Yes. And support our friends. Yes. Making fun. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. We will see you next week. Thank you all for listening.
4: Thank you.